Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I am so thrilled. I have one of my favorite guests and you know her well. It's my coach, it's self-made you coach Tracy Pleshcourt. And I'm so thankful that she's here today because it was kind of interesting. We were on a group coaching call and I heard Tracy talking about being a child of divorce and a light bulb went off in my head because as you know, I am always trying to make people aware of how this, how a divorce is going to affect their kiddos. So we get to learn from the best today from Tracy. We're going to hear her authentic story of what she went through as a child. And then she's going to help us with her beliefs and tools that she used to change hers or unlearn them, I guess I should say. So Tracy, welcome from the bottom of my heart. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, thank you, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here. And it, I remember that moment where I was doing a group coaching call and I had mentioned that I, as well as my sister, who also works for Self Made You, are products of divorce. And immediately you texted me, you're like, oh my gosh, we've got to talk about this. And it's interesting. I think just that, that moment actually really was pivotal for me because I don't really identify as that person person any mm -hmm. longer. And now it just kind of comes up in casual conversations as it did on that day. And it really made me reflect on how much I have grown as a person where I've kind of shed that identity. And so I'm really excited to talk about that today. Well, I, I'm excited to hear this story and help our listeners learn how, if they're grownups dealing with this, how they can unshed that and how they can help their kids. I think it just always, if you have this knowledge, you can help walk your kids through it too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't have a lot of people in my inner circle who are currently going through a divorce, but I do remember as a child, one of kind of the cliches, like that I kept hearing over and over and over is make sure your kids know that it's not their fault. I would imagine that's still, it a, is. yeah, a, a very common piece of advice. And whether or not my mom and dad heard that and, and actually had that objective, I don't really know. But I do know what would have been more effective than me knowing that it wasn't my fault. I'm not sure I ever really thought it was my fault but I would have really benefited from knowing that it doesn't have to be a part of your identity and really like doing the work to understand and kind of clarify maybe who I was as a child 
without having divorce a part of it. And that it, that's just never been lost on me. Like I now as an adult think about how effective and how different kind of my trajectory would have been if I would have had the wherewithal to do kind of that exercise to really understand who I was at that moment without divorce playing a part of it. And so when you're talking about this, I can't help but think, okay, so how, so say it's like a teenager or 12 and up. I'm just, I'm just thinking, okay, so how do you help them not to have this be part of their identity by just maybe being aware? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we're, we're really jumping right in, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. I would say not unlike any other thought that you're having that really, you know, generates a high vibration in your body or another way of saying that a thought that you're having that kind of overcomes you with emotion, right? There are so many thoughts that we are so bought and sold on that we believe so much that they do make us feel something. And that feeling is really dramatic. And in my case, that feeling was so dramatic and so like encompassing. Like I really felt like I was a walking billboard for what divorce looks like. I was, my identity was, I was a product of divorce. And I think the thought, something around that was nobody else looks like me. There is nobody else. There's no friends. There's nobody at my school. There's, I mean, this was the early eighties. And so it just really wasn't as prevalent. And I think I only even knew what divorce was because I was like 10 or 11 at that time. I only knew what divorce was probably from TV shows. And it was actually, as it was in the works, it was really kind of being kept from me. And I stumbled upon it by just asking my mom, like off the cuff one day. I mean, I'll never forget. I was literally pulling down the garage door. We had just gotten out of the car and we were heading in, like holding groceries. And I was pulling down the garage door and something compelled me to ask her, are you and dad getting a divorce? And she like stopped in her tracks, turned on her heels, looked at me and said, yes. And I mean, I'll never forget that moment because I never in a million years imagined she was going to say yes. And it was like, that was the moment where I stopped being a 10 year old child and I became a child who was going through a divorce. Like I was the representation of that because I didn't know anybody else who was. And so I like took on this identity. And from there, I made it mean so many things about me. And so to answer your question, I think, you know, realizing today in retrospect, it's so easy to see that, to see how that evolved what could have made a huge difference was to not unlike I take all my clients from, it's like, okay, so you're very focused and you're very bought into this thought that this is you, you are a divorcee, a child of divorce. Right. And what I would do for you, if you said, you know, I'm broken in any other sort of way, I would say, and let's talk about all of the other things. It could be, you could be, 
this and this. It doesn't mean that you're nothing else, right? I mean, we don't even have to start by debunking the fact. The fact was, yes, my parents were going through a divorce, but I, in my head, made it mean so many things about me that that's all I focused on. And I lost sight of all the other things I was. And so what could have helped me is to kind of redirect my focus onto the things that made me who I was. What are my values, right? Maybe what were some of the strengths, the skill sets, those kind of qualities. And I never had my focus redirected. I just, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, the focus that I had on this divorce. And so it's really the same exact tool or methodology that I would take a client through. Um, it's, it's really opening up their minds and you said it, it's really giving you a perspective or, or an awareness around something else versus being so fixated on that one particular thought or identity. Tracy, I, I'm so interested in this and it's such a different perspective to me. So thank you, because I don't know that I've ever heard anyone articulate it this way. And yes, as you're talking about it, I'm hearing coaching from you in the background. Um, you know, and to kind of circle back, one thing that I was thinking that might be positive, not that it's positive that there are so many divorces now, but I do think that had this happened to you today, you would have had a community of mm -hmm. friends, which maybe would have been a one-up because you wouldn't have felt so alone. Right. Right. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I do think that that is an advantage that people of all ages, whether you're the spouse or your child, you know, there is a community, there are networks, there are support systems. I mean, and that is really true, I think, for a lot of different, you know, challenges that people have that you know, it's so much easier to find support networks nowadays. We have so many tools, so many mm -hmm. platforms that for sure, that is the advantage of our, our evolved society, our evolved culture. You know, I would say that's a huge, that's afforded to us, especially through technology. So mm -hmm. I definitely think that's something to be grateful for, for sure. Yeah, I, I am grateful for that. And so now as I'm thinking, Okay, how can this help people who are listening? And I'm wondering, you tell me if you want to take it a different direction. But what came into my mind is, can we just kind of role play and maybe pretend that I am me and that I haven't dealt with it? And I'm not a child of divorce, but let's pretend that I am. Okay. And that I'm still carrying it around with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that if we can watch you and you're going to have to help me a little bit with some of the beliefs I might ha have because I, I haven't been there. And I think that if people can watch us kind of coach through this, mm -hmm. that they'll be aware to coach themselves if they need it mm -hmm. and to also help their child through it. Does that sound mm -hmm. like a good way to move forward? Yeah, yeah, you bet. Um, and I guess because you haven't been through it, I'll just share kind okay. of one of the I would say root thoughts and you know because you're a client of mine how you know we will present at 
at a very high level, like a thought that we're having, like, I'm not good at that, or um, I've never been able to, you know, often it's something around losing weight, right? I've never been able to lose weight and keep it off. And I would ask a client like, okay, so let's just talk about this. Why is that even a problem? The reason why I'm asking that particular question, why is that a problem is because I know that there is actually a root belief. Like there is a belief that's pretty deep down and it's rooted and it's, you're not going to see it at the surface. So you're going to present with like, I'm broken or there's something, or you're going to present with like, I've never been good at that, or I can't do that. And ultimately, as we kind of peel back the layers, we'll get to what is that root belief that you're operating from as a human being in almost every circumstance of your life. And for me, it was actually something along the lines of I'm broken because Mm -hmm. I had this belief that, you know, my family unit, there was no unit. Like it was completely broken, which translated into me being broken. Like I, because it truly was my identity. Like I thought that's all I was at that point was a representation of something that was broken. And I just, you know, kind of rolled with it and made that eventually mean I was broken. And so it absolutely had a play in being overweight as a child, um, in struggling in school. And it was just kind of this self-fulfilling prophecy. I believed I was broken. And eventually all I really started to see was results that I didn't like. And I would just make that mean, see, I'm broken. Right. Right. And so I get a lot of clients today that when you really peel back the layers, that is the root belief that there's something like inherently wrong with them and that nobody else would understand because it's very unique to them. That's their belief. And so whether it stems back to a childhood trauma like divorce or something else, it's, there is this root belief that you have to get to. So, and how do you get there? I think it's probably going to be. Yeah, I'm just so, yes, you're right. I'm, I'm wondering now. Okay. So now you've, we've, so you discover what the belief is by, if you're coaching yourself by asking yourself, yeah. why is that a problem? Why kind of a lot of whys. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then once you discover it, and I know I've been there, you know, and you, and it's hard and it's deep. And mine is always, I'm not worthy or, okay. So then how can people unlearn that belief? Yeah. yeah. Personally, I think the best way to go about it is to dive into the facts, right? Because our brain will like jump onto that dramatic bandwagon, right? It's like, if we are only making our decisions or creating beliefs from drama, it's just going to perpetuate. It's like a snowball rolling downhill, right? So I, I would recommend, what are the facts? What are the facts? Like, just get very truth oriented and without any sort of manipulation. Like it has to be, we always say a fact is something that everyone in the room would agree upon, right? Or it would hold up in a court of law. So like, 
And here's a fact is that we all have a part of our brain that is what I like to call primitive. It's meant to keep us safe. It's very reactive. And so today as an adult, a lot of us could actually consider that fact. And it might be something that you've never heard before, but that's a fact that our brain, we have a prefrontal cortex, it's the higher part of our brain, that it's able to make good decisions. It's able to like analyze facts, but it does take a lot of energy to do that. And so without the wherewithal to know that we have a part of our brain that actually does that, we don't know enough to even trip its trigger. So we just default and by letting our primitive brain kind of run the show. Mm -hmm. So it makes perfect sense that here you are as an adult and you've made so much meaning from something that happened to you so many years ago, but that has nothing really to do with you as a human, your morality. It has everything to do with the science, the biological makeup of a human being. Mm -hmm. See how you strip the drama away and you just look at the facts and you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> I have a brain that's actually meant to keep me safe in the moments when that's necessary. And it's actually, I'm not really in a very dangerous situation, but yet my primitive brain doesn't know that. It still thinks I'm in the primitive state. And so it actually is very fear-based in its thinking and mm -hmm. it's very dramatic in its thinking. That's all that was going on. Now that you know that, you actually will also learn right alongside of that, that there's a prodigy part of your brain. It's the more evolved part of your brain. It's the prefrontal cortex. And it can analyze data. It can make different decisions. It can question, mm -hmm. right? And so now you know, and now you're going to start to do different, but you didn't know that. And without that wherewithal, without understanding the science behind it, your brain is going to immediately make it mean something about you and your morality. And I love to just share the science behind it. Like you can't get more, much more factual, right? We always say it's self-made you is like the basic science and math. Yep. And, and I just shared with you, like when I was in school, I didn't even get very good grades. I literally fulfilled the self-prophecy mm. that I was broken. And so even though today I, there's days where I blow my own mind on some of the things that I figure out on like just business alone. Like I literally am like, dang, I'm smart. <laughs> well, and Tracy, this is because I'm seeing you the end product, Tracy. Yeah. So I didn't really know this. Yeah. And um, it's kind of mind blowing um, yeah. for me to think that you could have thought that way, but just you've, it's been an evolution. And totally. It, Anyone can have that. And what Absolutely. I love is that you're sharing it. You know, you are sharing this information with the world and it's so helpful. And I will say one of your little tips, I always feel reassured when I start to do the spin out and the worry and I go, okay, that's okay. That's just my primitive brain. It's supposed to be doing that, <laughs> you know? And there's something that just that awareness opens you up to, is that thought really true? 
Is it serving me? Is it kind? All those questions. Which is coming from your prodigy brain, right? You asking those questions is a function of your prodigy brain, but you wouldn't get there without that wherewithal that you actually have a primitive brain that's just in a very reactive mode at the, in that moment. And so another way of saying what you're doing is you're putting space, you're like, or separation between you and your thoughts. Eckhart Tolle says, you are not your thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? And so being able to put some separation between you and your thoughts so that you're not you're not identifying as your thoughts. You're a watcher of your thoughts. Tracy, that's so, so good. You're a watcher of your thoughts. Yeah. That's going to stick with me. That's going to be on Instagram. <laughs> okay. So now just kind of my new thing at the, towards the end um, is a saddle up segment. Okay. And what I ask is for my guests to give, to kind of saddle up and tell us what is one thing that our listeners can do right away to add value to their life. Okay. So if I had to whittle it down to one thing, <laughs> I'm going to have a couple ands on here. Fine. <laughs> so I'm going to say, if you could give yourself the gift of 10 minutes immediately following the, this podcast, Immediately following the, the, the end of this podcast, I want you to take 10 minutes and find those beliefs that you have never, ever considered to be untrue, that you have identified yourself around, which is going to maybe take you back 10, 20, 30 years Give yourself the gift to just let your mind go back and ask yourself, like, what are those beliefs that I have carried forward through my entire life that I might just be operating from today? And then I want you to start asking the question, like, is it really true that I am broken? just because my parents got divorced back in 1981? In what ways could that might not be true? In what ways is that not true? Like those are two really powerful questions to ask yourself. And that is your primitive or your prodigy brain in action. That is, you are witnessing your prodigy brain in motion. The questions that are, that are, being asked of yourself that you are prompting yourself to answer is a function of your prodigy brain. That's how simple it is to go from primitive brain thinking to prodigy brain thinking, but you got to do the work. And so gifting yourself 10 minutes to really look back. And I'm not saying that it won't be painful. It might be, but you're very capable of feeling any emotion. That includes sadness. That includes fear. You as a human being are capable of fearing, of feeling those emotions. So gift yourself those 10 minutes to do that work. Oh, Tracy, of course, that was amazing. That is, that's awesome. I mean, the journaling too is, in itself is healing. And so audience, 
do those things. And now, Tracy, you offer wellness. I mean, how can people, I send people to you all the time because you've changed my life. How can people reach you if they're wanting to lose weight, if they're wanting to change their business? How, what's the a good way to reach? Yeah, I just go to my website, selfmadeyou.com. So it's self-made and then it's the letter u.com. Um, if you're wanting to lose weight, we have identified four personas, I guess, if you will, or relationships with food that we see most often. You're either a snacker, you're a romantic, you're an overthinker or a quick fixer. And so revealing that, it's all about awareness, right? So revealing your personal relationship with food is so informative. It's just like the information you got earlier about having a primitive and prodigy brain that a lot of people don't know. Having that information is powerful. So we give you, we reveal to you what your diet persona is or what your personal relationship is with food. And then we give you a free five-day challenge that helps you walk through overcoming some of those um, obstacles that you might have with that, with that very unique relationship with food. So you can go to the website and take a quiz that will reveal that relationship. It's very easy to find on the mm -hmm. website. And then you can also go to the work with me page and okay. that gives you all of the options of how, how to work with me for wonderful reasons. We will have that in the show notes as well. So listeners, thank you for being here. I think this was really, really a thoughtful, amazing episode, Tracy. And I, again, want to thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for Take having care. Me. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.